you're listening to season three of the Achieve With Me podcast. I am your host, Rachel Gilfrin, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a confidence and career coach, I am a huge believer that success is strongly linked to having a positive mindset. My mission is to empower ambitious women like you to gain the confidence to smash your goals and keep progressing in your career. In this series, I will be sharing some really valuable tips and techniques to help you get ahead in your career. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, my ambitious ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Achieve With Me podcast. I tell you what, it feels so good to be back on the podcast because the loyal listeners amongst you may realise that I didn't release a podcast episode last week. Unfortunately, I have had had a cold. I know it sounds a bit pathetic, doesn't it? It wasn't COVID, but it was a very... um, It was a very tenacious cold, I would have to say. (laughs) So I'm just getting rid of it now and hopefully my voice isn't too croaky still and hopefully I managed to get through this episode without having to stop too many times. So really pleased to be back with you. Um, But a little bit sad to say that this episode is actually the last episode of season three. (sighs) So it's come around pretty quickly, Um, but the good thing is I'm already having so many exciting conversations about episode topics for season four and speaking with some pretty cool guests to come and have a chat with me as well. So don't you worry, it will be just round the corner. Now today's episode, I want to talk about taking some weight off. I'm not talking about going on a diet here. (laughs) Um, what I'm actually talking about is we often go through these phases where we're feeling really drained or bogged down with so much stuff to do and really finding that because of this we're struggling to concentrate on anything or what happens is we are managing to concentrate but not on anything specific so our mind's just going in all different directions and not really sure how to apply itself to get the best return this can be terrible experience because it can feel really overwhelming and I know that when this happens within the workplace as well if if we let it go on for too long it often results in us experiencing a lack of motivation towards work at all. Has anyone been there before? I know I have. I often get into this place where I, when I'm feeling, so, okay, let me just go back a step. So (laughs) those of you who've listened to my episode on cycles, um, I, I can't remember which one it was. It was a really interesting interview episode. We talked all about how we've got all these different parts of our personality throughout the month and so our energy levels throughout the month and therefore throughout that cycle are up and down depending on what's going on with our bodies and what tends to happen for me is when I'm in my power zone so when I'm feeling unstoppable and like I can take on the world I agree to all these things (laughs) And I think, yeah, of course I can take that on. Of course I can cope with it. Why wouldn't I be able to? And then a few weeks later, 
is usually when I start to feel like, oh my goodness me, why have I agreed to this? I'm feeling a little bit bogged down. I feel like I've got a lot on. Um, so that's just my personal thing. Perhaps it resonates, perhaps it doesn't. Um, but the reason that we tend to sort of experience a lack of motivation here is because we can get to this place where we think, well, my actions here aren't going to make that much difference. So what's the point? Or I'm so busy, this piece of work, even if I get this piece of work done, it's just a drop in the ocean. I'm still going to have too much to do. So again, what's the point in getting started here? And it's more of a sort of a feeling that hangs around really. Um, but the challenge is, I suppose, if anybody asked you to pinpoint what's bothering you, you know, perhaps a partner or maybe a colleague at work sort of notices that you feel, you look a bit stressed or bogged down, asks you, you know, what's going on? The first feeling would probably be frustration. Oh, how, what's going on? Are you kidding me? If only they knew. <laughs> the thing is, we can find it really difficult to pinpoint exactly what it is. Um, but you just notice this feeling coming up and this, this sort of set of feelings and emotions coming to the surface. So hopefully I've explained what I, <laughs> what I mean when I say taking some weight off, because what we don't tend to do is actually sit and proactively think, right, just stop a second. Just really stop and reflect on A, exactly how we're feeling, but B, reflect on or be open to the possibility that perhaps it doesn't all need doing. And perhaps it doesn't all need doing by you. So whenever I'm working with clients, um, sometimes I will get a sense of this from them. So they may not have said anything to me, but I can just tell by the tone of voice, they're exasperated. Oh gosh, there's so much on. And I'm always keen to kind of dive in a little bit when I get a sense of how they're feeling by this sort of tone or, or mannerisms. And this is because whilst it can be challenging to pinpoint where the main problem is, when we start to uncover some of the things that are outstanding or overdue, we realise that there are some tasks or projects that are commanding far too much energy than they are due or even worth. Um, if you listen to last week's podcast episode, we discussed having too many tabs open in our minds. It's like we've got all this overload going on. And what happens is we can be thinking about a particular thing far more than we're actually the time we're spending on doing it. So we could have been worrying about it for weeks. And then when we've actually allocated some time and dedicated some conscious energy to being in the moment and looking at it it might only it actually have taken an hour so we've got all this energy that we're attributing or to or wasting on tasks or projects that just are commanding far too much than they should be so one of the things that I always like to ask people to do is just sit and close your eyes and you can do this too please do not do this if you're driving sit if you are at home safely and have the means to do so, sit and close your eyes, take a deep breath and imagine your life 
is like a timeline. And you're in the present day. I want you to imagine that you are sort of like a bird's eye view. So you can either be a bird or if you're in the modern age, imagine you're a drone. (laughs) And the bird or drone um, is going to fly further and further up into the sky. And what we're doing by doing this is being able to zoom out of what's happening in the present day. Now, by being able to zoom out, we get perspective of what's actually going on. So when we look at the the set of circumstances that we're in today, which feels very challenging, feels very um, disjointed, and we look at this set of circumstances, we're able to see it with a different perspective. So by zooming out, we're going to begin to consider some of these questions. So as usual, pen and paper, and let's get started. So number one, the first thing to do whilst you've zoomed out, and you're either a drone or a bird, list all of the things that are on your mind to do. So everything that's in your head, that's taking up too much energy, list all of these things out. Once you've got your list, the second thing to do is Consider which ones are actually important. So go through each one and ask yourself, of course, firstly, is this important? Now, the challenge is what you're probably going to do here is um, say, well, they're all important. They're all important. Otherwise, I wouldn't be worried about them. <laughs> but um, my one of my favorite phrases, you may have heard me say this before, is nothing's urgent when everything's urgent. Nothing's urgent when everything's urgent. And this is something that I try and live by because I have been subjected to so many people within the corporate world who are constantly barking things at me. It's imperative this is done. This needs to be done. Well, hang on a minute. You've given me five things that are urgent. They can't all be top priorities. Impossible. Um, I'm digressing here, but be really honest with yourself. Ask yourself, why is this important? And think about two areas here. Why is it important to me as an individual? And why is it as important to anybody else that's involved? So that person could be your boss, that person could be a team member, or that person could also be a customer or client. But consider why it's important to them. And then ask yourself how time sensitive it is. What this is really going to show you very quickly is by looking at how time sensitive things are, you've got a clear list there of which ones need to be done first. So the third thing to consider is notice any patterns from these tasks. And what I mean by this is, are any of these tasks stemming from a particular person or department? And this is an interesting one because I've done this process before and I realised, for example, oh, this particular bottleneck here where I feel like so much of my work is coming from is all, for example, um, content related. It's all to do with creating content that could be for any of the social media platforms, it could be podcasts, it could be anything But a lot of the things that were becoming a bottleneck for me were content related. Now, in that situation, the question to ask myself is, 
can anybody else help me with this? Can a virtual assistant help me with this? Can a team member help me with this? So what we're trying to do in your situation is ask yourself, if you do notice patterns and if any of these tasks do stem from a particular personal department, is it possible that a change in process could reduce these in future? And is there a better way of doing these things? Now, so often I hear people say, yes, I know that it's not the right way to do. I know it's not the best use of my time, but I don't have time to show anyone else how to do it. Or I don't have time to speak to anybody else. Well, I'm really sorry. I say this with love, but you're going to be on the same hamster wheel forever with that attitude. Like we have to really think about the best investment, the best ROI, return on investment from our time. Um, So just to further this a little bit, the fourth thing that I would ask you to do in this reflection process is when looking for a pattern, consider if any of these seem to always be hanging around. (laughs) Is there a theme here? Is it possible that you've got particular tasks on your list that you avoid because you aren't confident or competent in performing that task? I think you know what I'm talking about. We've all got these things that are part of our workload and really important to our role that we don't love. You know, we don't love doing them. Um, And quite often that's because we don't feel like we're doing them well. If you think about it, those, all those times where you're in flow and loving what you're doing and feeling great about your work is because you know you're good at it. So really asking yourself, is there a reason? I can tell you now, actually, an example <laughs> from my life. Um, I would avoid anything to do with Excel. So anything with Excel spreadsheets, pricing documents, reports for clients, whatever, I used to avoid them because I knew that I wasn't very good at them. And I knew that all it took was for, this is how it felt anyway, all it took was for me to press one key, all the formulas would be messed up and then I would be back to square one. So I would always leave them to last. (laughs) And these things would always be hanging around, hanging around commanding far more energy than they would you. So I want to ask you again, is it possible that there are particular tasks that you avoid because you aren't confident in them? And really thinking about, could getting some additional support or training here help you? Some people don't like asking, you know, for additional training because they think, oh, well, they've already shown me it and I still don't get it. Okay, if you really feel that strongly about it, let's go back to the Excel example. For me, what I could have done in that situation, I might have thought, I don't want to ask so-and-so again because they've already shown me. What, What is it within my control? Well, what I could do is go online and buy myself an Excel course and really get to the bottom of it so that next time these tasks come around, I'm excited to do them. I'm excited to, you know, get through my new skills and show what I can do so I think that 
definitely start to consider could getting some additional support or training help. And this doesn't have to be from, you know, the first source that you think of. There's so many extra things available. And by the way, I feel like everybody knows this, but clearly they don't. If you want to learn how to do anything, of course, YouTube is there. YouTube is fantastic. But Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y, Udemy.com, you can literally get a course on how to do anything. Some of my courses are on there, actually, if you want to have a little look. Um, I am an instructor on there. But um, on a serious note, you can learn how to do anything. So pop along to Udemy, and I guarantee you'll be able to find some support there. Okay, so moving on, the next thing I would ask you to consider is, when you're looking at the tasks that are on your list, did you offer to do any of these? Did you offer to take control of that project because, you know, you really wanted to show that you were going over and above? And could any of these have been avoided? Now, again, we're looking for patterns in things here. Are you putting yourself out there because you really want to be seen as somebody who is a a go-getter and a, a doer, but actually you're just giving yourself far too much to do? And then the final thing, sounds obvious, and I sort of touched on it when I was talking about my own personal experience with content creation and things like that, but delegation. Could anybody else do these tasks? Or is it absolutely essential that you do them? So one of the things that I always try and consider is, um, I actually talk about this in my corporate program, when we're looking at trying to moderate our own workloads, if you feel that somebody is always coming to you and asking you, oh, can you run this report for me? You're so much better at it than me. Flattery, blah, blah, blah. Typical. Um, If you find that the same people are always coming to you to ask for things, we want to really look at some methods that we can push back on these individuals. So ask these people, or, or yourself, can anyone else do this? Now, For some reason, in some organisations, there's restricted access to some programmes that are needed to run things like reports and that sort of thing. And what happens then is it, it literally does become a handful of people that can physically do these tasks. And what I'd like to ask you to think about here is, how has this become like this? If you really are the only person that can do this job, how has it become like that? Because this, when we talk about leadership skills and really thinking about that bigger picture, this should be, if it is the case that it's only you, it should be highlighted as a risk because there's no succession plan. If only you can do it and nobody else knows how to do it, what happens if you don't come back tomorrow? So really thinking about, imagine you're two levels up to where you are today. Would you want somebody in your team to be the only person that could do something. No, you'd want everybody to be trained so that they can cross over and support each other for things like holidays and that sort of thing. So ask yourself how it's become like that. So what I'm going to do is um, 
I know that I've just been through quite a few points and um, for this reflection process, it sounds long, but it really won't take you that long. So it's really important to get the facts. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put these these things to consider in the show notes in written form so that you can access this more easily without having to sort of pause and make notes and that sort of thing. Um, and I think that, because I always used to listen to podcasts in the car as well, I know it's sometimes frustrating when you think, right, I must remember that, and then you just don't. <laughs> so I'll put the um, the bullet points in the show notes for you to have a look at. And I think that one of the key things about going through this process, just in case you're thinking, oh, I haven't got time to do it. I know some of you will be. <laughs> the key thing is what often happens when we begin to go through this process is we identify things that actually, if we remove them from the list our energy would immediately increase because they've just been taking up too much of our headspace for such a small action. So we talked at the beginning about the theme of this podcast being proactively taking some weight off. So really start to think about how you can take some of the weight off because ticking some of these things off your list is going to make you feel so much better. And you know, alternatively, something that can also happen when we go through this process is we can actually have the realisation that there's a really obvious fix to prevent some of these patterns from arising again time and time again. So this process can feel really invigorating because we're taking control of our future workloads, not just today's workloads. So really get yourself in that leadership mindset Zoom out, imagine that you're two levels above where you are now, and really think about, is this working? And if it isn't working, what what processes can I improve? What can I think of to help that future workload? So the main things to consider when you're going through this process is to really try and obviously zoom out and review the list from an emotion-neutral perspective. So almost try to imagine that it's not your list. Try to imagine that you've got somebody in your team that's come to you for advice. So imagine that somebody completely different, Sharon will call her, has come to you and said, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. I just don't know where to begin with this. Could you help me and and go through some of these tasks? And imagine it's Sharon's list and that she's written all these things out and your role, you've been tasked with hunting out any patterns and reducing some of the items for them. So really start to think of it from another person's perspective because when we're in, when we're so involved in everything, it can be really difficult to detach ourselves emotionally from things. So try that, try thinking about it as if somebody else. So just to reiterate then, this is the final episode of season three. Um, We are, as I mentioned at the beginning, we are still collating episode topics um, and we'll be really excited to launch season four in May, end of May, could be beginning of June, probably end of May. Um, But we've already got loads of guests planned, but we're really, really keen as ever to hear from our listeners as to what common workplace challenges we can support you with. So If you're not already connected on Instagram, please do. You can pop me a direct message with any challenges that you're having that you'd like an episode covered on. As a reminder, of course, that will be anonymous. 
um, and connect here or connect on LinkedIn. I'm Rachel Gilfrin on LinkedIn. You can hear a little bit more about my corporate side of my business as well if you're interested. And yeah, keep in touch. And I'm really looking forward to checking back in with you for season four. So for the loyal listeners, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Every time somebody tunes in to this podcast, it really makes me happy. So thank you. A huge thank you for being here. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. Now, if you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And if you do follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that I am currently enrolling for brand new private one-to-one clients. I'd absolutely love to hear from you if you've thought about confidence coaching or are really keen to get ahead in your career but just need that extra push. I'm here for you. So check it out on Instagram. I've got an offer running for the month of April that I would love you to take advantage of. Take care and speak soon.